Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hello there. Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show. Today, we're talking about what you should do with your old FFELP loans. Let's check it out, shall we? So the Federal Family Education Loan Program, or FFELP, for short, kind of, ended on June 30th, 2010. (laughs) A long time ago, all new federal education loans were made through the direct loan program starting on July 1st, 2010. Some borrowers still have loans in the FFEL program. According to the U.S. Department of Education, there are still 11 million borrowers who still owe $246 billion in FFELP loans, an average of $22,355 per borrower. Whoa! Almost half of them are held by commercial lenders, but not the U.S. Department of Education or even guarantee agencies. Now, these borrowers have several options available for dealing with their FFELP loans. Number one is do nothing. Crickets. Number two, consolidate the FFELP loans into a federal direct consolidation loan. And number three, refinance the FFELP loans into a private student loan. Here are the pros and cons of consolidation while we're talking about it. Federal loans in the direct loan program are eligible for the payment pause and interest waiver, which actually suspends the repayment obligation on eligible loans interest-free. The payment pause and interest waiver is set to expire on... September 30th, 2021. There is, it might be extended though, but consolidating FFELP loans into a federal direct consolidation loan will make the loans eligible for the payment pause and interest waiver. So that's a pro. President Biden has proposed $10,000 in student loan forgiveness. Members of Congress have proposed as much as $50,000 in loan forgiveness. Depending on whether the student loan forgiveness is implemented through executive action or legislation, policymakers may need to limit the cost. One way to limit the cost is by limiting eligibility for forgiveness. FFELP loans and private student loans may not be eligible for this, just as they are not eligible for the payment pause and interest waiver. Consolidating FFELP loans into a federal direct consolidation loan makes those loans eligible for public service loan forgiveness, too. The new consolidation loan will be eligible for tax-free loan forgiveness after the borrower makes 120 qualifying payments on the consolidation loan while working full-time for a public service employer. Consolidation loans are eligible for a more flexible version of extended repayment, too. Without consolidation, though, borrowers are eligible for a 25-year repayment plan if they owe thirty grand or more in federal loans. With consolidation, The repayment term depends on the amount owed. We have a table that you can see all the different years and amounts at thecollegeinvestor.com. So increasing the repayment term from 10 years to 30 years will cut the monthly payment roughly in half. But it will also triple the total interest paid, huh? Increasing the repayment term to 20 years will cut the monthly payments by more than a third, but it will double the total interest paid. So please be aware of that. If you consolidate your FFELP loans, you might be eligible for the revised pay-as-you-earn repayment plan, or repay, which actually forgives the remaining debt after 20 or 25 years in repayment, depending on whether the borrower has only undergraduate loans, 
and reduces the monthly payment to 10% of discretionary income. FFELP borrowers are eligible for income-based repayment, IBR, which forgives the remaining debt after 25 years in repayment and has a monthly loan payment of 15% of discretionary income. Consolidation can be used to rehabilitate defaulted FFELP loans. This is a one-time option, and the borrower must agree to repay the loans under an income-driven repayment plan, too. But here's the other thing. Consolidating FFELP loans does not come without risk. Here are the cons. If there are pros, there are always cons. (laughs) Consolidation resets the payment clock. Since a consolidation loan is a new loan, a borrower in income-based repayment, IBR, will lose the progress they have made toward 25-year forgiveness of the remaining debt. Wow. Payments made on the FFELP loans under IBR do not count toward public service loan forgiveness. Borrowers who are benefiting from lender-provided loan discounts, such as prompt payment discounts, are going to lose those. The only discount provided on direct loans is a 0.25% interest rate reduction for making automatic monthly loan payments through auto pay. Pros and cons of refinancing. A private refinance may enable, you know, the borrower to qualify for a lower interest rate if you have an excellent credit rating. This is especially true of older loans, which were made at a much higher interest rate compared to current interest rates, which are at or near record lows. Refinancing a private student loan without a cosigner is one way of obtaining the equivalent of cosigner release, especially on private student loans that do not offer cosigner release as an option. The new private loan pays off the old loans, effectively releasing the cosigner from their obligation to repay the old loans. The main challenge is qualifying for the private refinance without a cosigner. But if you have a steady job and you are making all of your payments on time for a couple of years, your credit profile may have improved enough for you to qualify for a private refinance on your loan. But refinancing federal student loans into a private loan will cause the loans to lose access to the superior benefits of federal student loans. Keep this in mind. Those benefits include the economic hardship deferment, unemployment deferment, just general forbearances, death and disability discharges, income-driven repayment plans and loan forgiveness options, in addition to the payment pause and interest waiver. You lose all of it. Nevertheless, you might consider refinancing if you have older FFELP loans from when the interest rates were like 8.5% fixed. The savings might be sufficient to compensate for the loss of the federal loan repayment flexibilities. Caveats about consolidation and refinancing. One last thing. Refinancing and consolidation also prevent the borrower, you, from targeting the loan with the highest interest rate for quicker repayment, since these options combine the loans into a single loan with just one interest rate. So for some, accelerating repayment of the highest rate loan might offer more savings than just refinancing the loans. Consolidation and refinance are one-way operations. Once your loans have been consolidated or refinanced, you can't undo the transaction. Thanks so much for stopping by today. That's our show, and if it was helpful, please go ahead and send this to somebody else that might find it helpful as well. If you want to check out the links and resources inside this article, just copy and paste the title of the podcast at thecollegeinvestor.com in the search bar, and you'll find it. 
Thanks again for stopping by today, and we'll talk to you again real soon.